Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. For anyone who wants to make money and make a difference, grow and leverage your enterprise better, get more done in less time, outsource everything and create your ideal lifestyle. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. This is Rob Moore here with a Caffeine Cast episode, which is a short, sharp shot in the arm of motivation and inspiration. This is possibly one of the most important Caffeine Casts I've recorded so far, because I think we spend so much time beating ourselves up. I mean, let's be honest, from time to time, the world can beat us up. It can be a hard place sometimes. So why should we compound that by beating ourselves up? We can often be our own harshest critic, Even when we're criticising others, it's often an internal defensive mechanism against the lack of self-worth inside of ourselves. And I think that's a shame because you and every single person on the planet, however many, six, seven billion people on the planet, although next week it might be eight, you are unique. There is no one like you. There is no one with the same set of DNA. There is no one with the same set of skills and talents. There's no one with the same set of weaknesses. So you therefore have to be defined as a genius. If anyone can be defined as a genius, you have to be defined as a genius. Now, what society and celebrity does is pedestalize genius in terms of a very focused and highly specialized skill set, you know, like Stephen Hawking or Einstein or whoever we might perceive as a genius. But that's in a very exaggerated area. If you look to any of these geniuses, genii, then you'll see that they have deficiencies in other areas which kind of counterbalance because there is, yes, there may be the odd polymath, but really there is yet to be someone who's a genius in everything. So where someone has amazing strengths and you pedestalise them, they have amazing weaknesses and they would probably pedestalise you. Now, of course, you don't know that and you don't look at these geniuses and think, wow, they think I'm a genius. And you may not be known to them, but the point is, you are a unique genius. You are totally unique. There's no one like you. There is no one as good at being you as you. You are the best you. And your purpose in life is to self-actualize. Your purpose in life is to find your purpose in life. And that's not to do with anybody else. So you're the best at being yourself. Self-actualize and become yourself and don't try and become anybody else. I certainly can feel sometimes a bit demotivated when I compare myself to people. Now, I love personal development, I love reading autobiographies, I love listening to podcasts of all the the biggest world leaders and amazing people, and that totally inspires me. I've just watched Murray Wynn Wimbledon, I'm thinking, wow, that's that's amazing, and I'm inspired. And there's also a small part of me that thinks, oh, well, I've got to step up my game here, and I'm playing such a small game, and there's a a part of you that can maybe feel a little bit like a lower self-worth. But to compare yourself to someone else when there's no one else like you, and you're the only you, is completely futile. So there are equal benefits to the things that you're looking at that you're feeling guilt, shame, or you're not forgiving yourself for. So where you might look at someone else who's great and you might pedestalize them, what you're doing is you're forgetting all of the benefits and the strengths and the geniuses that you have. And also when you self-inflict pain, you know, through holding guilt, some, an event in the past, or shame and embarrassment for something that you messed up, what you're doing is you're focusing on downside. You're focusing on pain. You're focusing on loss, whatever. But the reality is no event that ever happens in your life or anyone's life or through history has pure upside or pure downside. And if you study any event and anything 
I found that to be the case every time. I'm quite happy for you to challenge me and say, hey, well, Rob, I believe this has only upside or this has only downside. You can challenge me publicly. And I think I can help show you that everything, even catastrophes, have upsides and even amazing things have downsides. So if you're unable to forgive yourself and you're holding on to doubt, fear, guilt, shame, envy, you know, all those negative emotions, then you're focusing on the downs and you're not looking at the upsides. So let's say, for example, that you did or said something and, and you felt it hurt someone, a family member, or you posted something on social media and it was, you looked at it afterwards and you thought that was cruel or whatever. Well, the upside is that could make them stronger. They could actually make a note of your comment. They could save it in Evernote and they could think, right, you bastard, I am going to go and succeed because you told me you couldn't and you were cruel to me. I've, I've got this little list in Evernote that I keep. And when anyone really outs me or says anything I think is really unfair, I'll put their name and their comment and their date in an Evernote folder. And every now and again, I'll use that to fuel the fire. And that's a great thing. That's a great gift. Thank you. Um, you know, when I'm a gazillionaire, billionaire and whatever else, and there's statues of me all over the world, I'm going to read a little speech and I'm going to dedicate it to them. All right. I need to get off my soapbox now. But you, you see what I mean? Let's say, for example, you lose some money and you, you feel really bad about that. Well, what's the, what's the upside of that? Well, you'll learn better strategies. You'll learn to do due diligence. You'll learn, you, you'll learn the pain of it so that you don't do it again. So it might make you more financially sophisticated. So I, I like to say you earn or you learn in financial terms. And in life terms, you, know, you either gain a benefit or you learn something which, which creates a benefit. You know, let's say you had a, you're, you've had a, a horrific relationship. Well, then that frees you to then have the next relationship. And you've experienced a lot of pain in a relationship. So you know what's important to you not to experience in the next relationship and so on and so on. The next thing is, everyone screws up. We all screw up. You're not the only one in the world that screws up. You're not the only one in the world that makes mistakes. We all make loads of mistakes. I mean, let's not, you know, we look at other people and we idolise them because that's celebrity and that's society. And, oh, look at this person, you know, they're, they're just amazing. Even their excrement smells of flowers. Oh, wow. And the thing is, we don't see all the cock-ups they do. And everybody makes mistakes. You are human. You'll make mistakes. It's part of who you are. Remember growth, if you listen to my previous podcast, the maximum amount of growth in humanity exists on the border between order and chaos, support and challenge. And challenge is often mistakes and chaos is mistakes. So actually, often your mistakes, they can be the wins and the growth and everything else. So just, you don't have to own it. Here's the thing. The mistakes you make, they're not you. They're an individual event that happened. Blame the coffee, blame the alcohol, blame whatever, you know, blame a moment of insanity, but don't damage your own self-worth because of it. Every human being has the capacity to be every human emotion and every human behavior, which means we're all going to cock up. And it means that sometimes we're going to do things and they're not us. So don't own your mistakes. Don't start beating yourself up saying, I'm awful at this and I'm terrible at that and I'm such a bad person, blah, blah, blah. Don't own them. They're just a unique event that happened that's gone, that's in the past. It's not you, it's just if you can separate your events from you and the mistakes from you and, and not let the mistakes that you make, because by the way, 50% of the things that happen in a mistake aren't a mistake, by the way, and the mistakes are what they're meant to be. But if you separate you from them and you don't let them define who you are and you don't let them, you don't tag them onto your identity, I think you're in a much better position to forgive yourself, to move on, to learn from it rather than to have it drag you down. Now, here's the thing. You're perceiving this mistake or this thing that you've not learned to forgive yourself for or some baggage that you're holding on to. You've perceived it as bad or as a mistake or whatever, but someone else might perceive it as the best thing ever. You actually might be wrong about the perception of it. 
And, and I do think about this a lot. I think about how people are receiving my podcasts or emails or comments on social media or reading my books or whatever. But what you perceive is wrong, someone else may love. What, what people hate about you may be great about you. What you hate about you, someone else might think is great about you. So, you know what, just, you might be wrong about you. You might be wrong about your mistakes. Get over it. <laughs> I know that's easy to say. Now, a lot of people are letting the past ruin their future because they're holding on to things and not forgiving themselves for it. Oh, also, here's the interesting thing. I haven't mentioned this yet. All other people. You could be holding on to baggage of something your parents did or something someone you loved did or someone cheated on you or did this or stole off you from your business or screwed you over. And the thing that you, sh- you should, should be forgiving might not be you. It might be them. And you're holding on to this and this making you bitter and twisted and everything else. Now, the past can completely ruin the future if you allowed it to do that and and you hold on to that. Interestingly, and I only found this out about two years ago, but according to some scientists, I forget the name, but if you need me to do research for you, I will. When you remember something, you're not remembering the event. You're remembering the last memory of the event. So if you're remembering something that happened 15 years ago, you're remembering the memory of the memory of the memory of the memory. You, you get it. And so it's like Chinese whispers. It's, like it's going to be so far away from the actual reality. And if you're holding onto it and it's ruining your life or ruining an area of your business because you're holding onto it, and yet it's, it's, it's like a million miles from the truth. What's the point? I mean, that kind of sounds a bit insane to me. So don't let the past ruin your future. If you want to change the reality, which has already changed of the past, then I've got a little action step for you. And that is to think of a specific person or a specific event or time where you haven't let it go. You know, you haven't forgiven you or them and you're holding on to it and you know it's damaging your future. Go back to that event, write it down. The biggest bane and pain that you're holding on to, the biggest event or whatever, accident, crash, damaged relationship, something you did that was horrific, whatever. Replay it. Think about your memory of it, which, by the way, is a memory. It's not the thing. And then list 50 amazing benefits of that scenario and that outcome. Now, when you first do that, you might not be able to get many, but push yourself to do 50. And when you get to 15 and you're a bit blank, push yourself to do more, push yourself to do more, push yourself to do more, do 50. I promise you, if you list 50 benefits of that thing you've held on to for half your life, and then you email me at robmore at progressiveproperty.co.uk. Now, by the way, I get a lot of emails, but unlike many of the other kind of podcasters or you know, people you might study and listen to, I respond to virtually every email. If people are completely rude or whatever, I won't, but any reasonable email I respond to. I spend a lot of my time responding. So if you send to me how profound it was and what you did and you just want to send me your 50 benefits of that event, I'll happily read it. I'll happily share a celebration with you, you know, whatever else. If you need a bit of help doing it, let me know. Give me a bit of time because I you know, do travel a lot and I might get a lot of emails, but I will respond. I promise you, you'll go through this amazing shift. And they are there. And then when you do that, you realise what happened was meant to happen. It serves you. You realise it holds equal benefit to drawback. You realise the meaning of it. And when you understand the meaning of it, wow, you can, you can kind of let it go. And I experienced this with an ex-boss. And Mark and I, my business partner and I, used to work for a company before we set up Progressive on our own at the end of 2006, early 2007. And long story short is that he was a very emotional guy and he was very up and down. And when he was up, he was like the greatest guy ever. He'd be on his coffee or he'd want to go out on a night out and he'd be fun and he'd always pay for stuff and he'd encourage you to do fun things. And he always made you feel and dream and believe that you could achieve and it was great. 
The thing is, he was so inconsistent. And then the next day, he'd be awful. He'd be militant, ex-military, ex-police. He'd, be, he'd embarrass you in front of everyone. He'd talk to you like you're, you know, like a foot soldier. He just, and he really built some animosity. Well, I say he, it was, it was me have feeling the animosity, especially the public embarrassment. And it was up and down and up and down. And long story short is we were about to leave and he found out we were about to leave and he fired us. And then we went through a whole court thing because we felt it was unfair and wrongful dismissal. It was, we won in court and blah, blah, blah. And for three or four years, I held quite a lot of emotion and energy around him. And then what started to happen was I started to employ people and, you know, we, we had five staff, 10 staff, 20 staff. And then the first time when staff left, I saw the other side. And at one point, three or four of about eight of our team all left and they all went and started a competing business. And all of a sudden, like this moment of clarity, I saw the other side. And if I were to put myself in his shoes, he hired me with no CV. He gave me a chance when I had no credentials whatsoever in property. He gave me a shot. He sent me on public speaking courses, personal development courses, life coaching courses. He must have funded in that year about 20, 25 grand's worth of courses. He funded it. Now, I know he would have had his own selfish interest in money and selling and stuff. But forget that. He funded it for me. He sent me to Australia to do a public speaking course. He made me believe in myself. He gave me a vision. He was one of the guys. Him and Mark got me into property. And when I think about all of those things, I'm so thankful to him. And and I don't say that like whimsically like I did before. I am so thankful to him. He gave me a shot. And yeah, okay, you know, we we had the ups and downs. That's life, isn't it? But if it weren't for him, I probably wouldn't be here. And by the way, if he hadn't have fired us, we might not have left for a few months and set up progressive property. And if I'd have made some mistakes, like trying to set up the business and him finding out, he might not have fired us. And had we not gone through the court process, now, by the way, when we went through the court process, it was only about two and a half, three thousand pounds more we won in damages versus what the court costs were. And it was like nine months. But I learned so much about due diligence. I learned so much about, you know, really wanting to win and... And also in the, in the later years, I learned that it actually didn't really matter. And maybe I could have let that go and blah, blah, blah. And seen it. And, and there was just so many lessons and so many great things about that. Now, one day I'll tell you the full story, not the radio edit. Uh, but it's amazing to be able to look at that and be grateful for that. And so if you can go back through those areas in your life, the things that you haven't forgiven yourself or others for and be grateful for them and list those 50 benefits, your life will change. So a couple of things to finish then. When you are being challenged hard and things are hard for you, have faith, forgive yourself because the world will come and support you. I don't know if you've ever felt when things are going really, really well and then something can come to sort of give you unrest and sort of mess it all up. But conversely, what will happen is when things seem like they're going really, really bad and you get to a low point, somewhere there will be a guardian angel that will lift you up. That's the way life works. It won't ever over-support or over-challenge you. And then finally... Do not compare yourself to others other than to be inspired because that can be one of the most damaging things. All right then, so I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Please share it with as many people as you can. I'm going to keep the offer open for a free CD set of Cashflow or Wealth Accelerator. These are six and eight CD sets. I don't have hundreds of them in stock and we have nearly 300,000 subscribers right now. So it's going to probably have to be a first come, first serve. Just need you to share the podcast on your social media platforms and review the podcast. And uh, I will give you either one of those completely free. You should know my how to follow me by now. But if you don't, it's at Rob More Progressive on Facebook. It's at Rob Progressive on Twitter. And it's the Disruptive Entrepreneur's community 
in our, we've got like a, a, an inner dark circle of the disruptive entrepreneurs disrupting the planet. So, but there's only 3,000 out of 300,000 of us. So uh, 99% of you aren't getting yourself on Facebook. So go do that. And remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything.